As the clock ticks down to zero in the state title game, your Kittitas Coyote boys basketball team wins their third straight state title. There is the horn. Let the celebration begin for the Ellensburg High School girls basketball team, who are your 2023 WIAA 2A state champs, concluding their second straight undefeated season. Davis Spencer in the windup and the 1-2 pitch on the way. Strike three! And your Ellensburg Bulldogs are the 2018 state champs, continuing their dominance with the third state title in the last five years. This is Justin McKee, your voice of the Ellensburg Rodeo, and you're listening to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Eric, John, and Sammy. Well, thank you, Justin McKee, and welcome back to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. I am Eric Sorensen with John Gudak coming from to you. I guess it's not live, but we're coming to you from the Evergreen Home Loan Studios bringing you more sports talk for the Kittitas Valley. John, fire it up to be back here. It's exciting. I, I got to tell you, uh, first things first, Sammy's on assignment. He is. Sammy's on assignment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but, I, you know, I know we haven't had that introduction for that long, but yeah. still gives me, uh, oh, yeah. it still makes me tingle a little bit. a little fired up about yeah. that one. That, was, that, yeah, one's, that worked one. out good. That's pretty Way fired to mix up that up in the studio. Hey, appreciate that one. Uh, thanks to Evergreen Home Loans. Give him a call, 509-312-0452. Got it screwed up last there time. Um, we are back. We got a big week ahead. We're in the middle of the week. What, today's Thursday, actually, so we're, the week's almost over. But for you listening, whenever you are, this has been a big week, and we got a really great episode. We got a big guest coming up that we'll we'll talk about here in a little bit. But big night over the last weekend on Friday night. We had a rivalry game, two rivalry games really. We had mm-hmm. the battle for Elk Heights up up in Cleveland, and we had Ellensburg hosting Prosser, which is no love lost between those two programs. Not at all. And the Cleveland Warriors they might have ran away with a little bit in the second half. It was a close game. Close game. Uh, I want to say it was thirteen uh, seven and a half. Yeah, um, you, you and I were both there, and um, uh, you know the best part of the fan experience there was there were deer droppings all over that place, all which over. proves yeah. that Chuck Allen Field is in God's country. Yeah. You're in the middle of the woods. Yeah, Cleelum had an incredible crowd, a great, great crowd. Yeah. They've got great concessions. They got like a side concession there. It, they they were and it was packed house. There's great place, great place to play. That the basketball coach, Doctor Gary Favero, yes, was flipping burgers for a little fundraiser, and they sold a record amount of hamburgers up in Cleveland. And I'd like to say that uh, you and I helped with that record. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that that's one thing I did notice that the Cleveland faithful listening. I know we got a few of you, mm-hmm. and uh, I was impressed with how the town of Cleveland shows up and how they did that night. At least stands were packed. Looking across the way. I was in the end zone walking around a little bit, and that, that it was just cool to see how the town showed up for that game. You know, that's one of my favorite venues to to visit mm-hmm. because, you know, they have that from on the home field side. Mm-hmm. They've got that, like, gravel berm that's got, like, uh, picnic tables and then permanent seating that's oriented toward the field, mm-hmm. and you're, raised, you're, you know, you're a little bit higher up, so you got a good vantage point, yeah. you know? It's, it's pretty cool. It's it, it's a great place to play, mm-hmm. and uh, the Warriors uh, took it to them in the in the second half. They they uh, bested the Coyotes twenty seven nine. Kittitas got a late, very very late. I think it was like the second to last play of the game uh, safety there mm-hmm. uh, in the end. So Cleveland gets uh, their first win of the season, and they should. 
they should uh, make it two in a row. Uh, nothing against White Swan, but White Swan is not known for their football prowess mm-hmm. uh, lately. And uh, uh, has hosts uh, seventh-ranked Goldendale. That's going to be a tall test for them mm-hmm. uh, to get their first win. But great win by the Warriors, uh, and that should be 2-0. and uh, White Swan, you know, it's not the hardest place to, to get to, but it's not the shortest trip. Yeah. Uh, you've made that trip a few times, Correct. and uh, I mean you're you're uh, you're driving for a long time after yeah. you get off the freeway. Yeah, freeway, take a right, and you keep going for quite a ways. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna get lost, and then all of a sudden Google Maps is gonna be like, mm-hmm. "Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Are you going yeah. where you should be going?" Yeah. And Absolutely. that was a that was a nail biter for kid or for uh, Ellensburg and Prosser zero mm-hmm. zero at halftime, which. To me, that means when I saw that score, because obviously you and I were in, in Cleveland watching the game, mm-hmm. but uh, we had Sammy uh, giving us text messages and stuff, and and uh, seven to zero, I think, was the final. Yep. And I'm telling you, you just like they're you're almost there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you if that's coach speak or or fan speak or whatever, but man, we almost mm-hmm. knocked him off. And can you take a positive out of that? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, no, I, I I was wishing those games were on opposite weekends just so we could get to both of them. But yeah, uh, luckily we had Sammy. And unfortunately, Sammy was not able to be here for the morning part. But maybe he can give us a, a Ellensburg football wrap up when he gets back next week. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, they host Wenatchee this week, non conference. That's a big one. Wenatchee yeah. coming down to Ellensburg High School, and uh, so we'll you know we'll see how they do. Uh, Ellensburg is is right there at a two and three record. Uh, Wenatchee, what's their record? Um, pardon me as I pull up the archives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are two and three as well. Uh, ranked twenty seventh in the four uh, A mm-hmm. state, so that might be a that might be an interesting matchup. Oh, yeah. Just right here. Well, I wish I could go to that game, but I will be at Kittitas Friday night doing mini cheer dad. Your your high school cheer dad. A mini cheer dad for at least a couple hours. Well, if you remember correctly, last year during <laughs> yeah. the basketball right. mini cheer clinic, right. my daughter gleefully was uh, Ellie's coach yep. and uh, loved every second of it. I could I could see her, uh, you know, imparting wisdom. That's right. to your child. She was so. this morning when we woke up. She was doing the whatever chair and it got stuck in my head for the morning <laughs> luckily i got it out by lunch but it was uh, I mean, so if if you are going to the game yeah get there early because mm-hmm. there's going to be like double the amount of parents 100%. and then for the parents who want to get their kids to bed there's going to be a mass exodus probably at halftime correct after the mm-hmm. performance but i will tell you as a cheer dad of the many of those cheer clinics um and then now that my oldest daughter Delaney has graduated, but she did it when she was a cheerleader, and Adeline's mm-hmm. still there. It's one of the favorite weeks of the cheerleaders because yeah. they they just absolutely love it. Right. So I'm excited for dinner yeah. tonight to sit at the table and hear the stories from cheer practice. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought in my life I'd say that, John. I'm not gonna lie to you. But <laughs> I, I said it, and as a girl dad of two, and you're a girl dad of two as well. It's, yeah. You know, so it's the good stuff in life. But yeah. Um, the other big matchup that we'll talk about, and I guess we're kind of zooming through this, but we got such a good interview to get to. Yeah. And I wish I I was wanting to get down to Highland on Tuesday. Family life couldn't get there. Uh, Cleelum girls soccer, having a great season an outstanding season, extremely like kicking the crap out of teams. And and it was a a game at Highland that they'll actually be the last game of the season. I believe in Cleelum. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. 
they go down there. It's basically for the EWAC, two top 10 teams going at it. Yeah. It was a 1-1 tie when the regulation ended, and Cleveland wins it in a shootout. And, I, and I'm bummed I didn't get to go see the shootout because, wow, what, that would have been awesome. Yeah, and it was a shootout, so it was 1-1 one one mm-hmm. tie. And then uh, it, Monica Lears with the with the score mm-hmm. for Cleveland, and then the shootout was four to three. So mm-hmm. it, it literally came down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing, and that was a top ten, that was a top ten contest. So Highland was six zero and one. I think they were My ranked. Sorry. My phone's connected to the thing. Mr. Watkins was calling me. Oh, I understand. <laughs> so we'll have to, I don't know if we're going to edit that out or not, but I'll repeat it just that, in case What were we they do. saying there? Sorry. Uh, Highland was 6-0-1. I believe they were fifth last week. Cleelum is 11-0 and now. They're fourth. I think that's underrated in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a top five, top six matchup and Highland, I think it shows respect to Highland's program and Cleelum's program that they only dropped one spot mm-hmm. uh, after the loss, and, oh, yeah. and uh, so Cleveland eleven and zero. They're under uh, Cross Point. Sounds like that's a uh, private school private out school. of. Um, they are out of. There were the shipyards at the west side, John. <laughs> Why am I blanking on this? Uh, you know what? Uh, we're all on pins and needles here for you to. What town uh, is that? I can't remember the naval shipyards at. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they Bremerton, Bremerton. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank yep. you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then they play. Uh, their Tenasket is number two. Northwest Christian out of Colbert. There, Northwest Spokane is number three, and then you got your Cleon Roslyn Warriors. So, year in and year out, Cleon's the team to beat. The championship might not go through Cleon, but uh, they're definitely in the mix every yeah. year. So absolutely, and that's and that was a big EWAC matchup, but that was also Huge. a big matchup in the state. Yeah, as well. So yeah, yeah, that'll be exciting. They follow them out, and maybe we'll get up there. And I know we went up and had a nice little pizza at the Drew Brew before the before the football game. Maybe I'll go back because the mm. pizza was pretty darn good. That they the the weirder the better, and they they uh, they cook them up good there. It was delicious. Yeah. What's the what's the uh, beverage of choice there? The cold one. Yeah. And the cold and the whatever yeah. Phil got me. Depending. Uh, yeah. Depending yeah. on. What the plans are, you, you got to go with, you know, the sampler. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I'm, they're having a heck of a year, and it's been fun. I'm so glad that they're, you know, we got this. We're doing the sports scores and sports desk mm-hmm. on the KXLE 1240. You get a minute on the FM and two on the AM. And That's right. Appreciate all the info they've been shooting our way. But You know what? Some of the info they gave us, mm-hmm. uh, Ellensburg swept Sela volleyball. Yes. And it wasn't close. No. And that's wonderful. That's yes. Ellensburg beat Sela on the on the hardwood, twenty five twelve, twenty five ten. I guess the third set was twenty five twenty one. So that's that's close, but three and zero sweep. Mm-hmm. Good, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, and and the uh, the update here, I couldn't have written it any better. In front of a rocking pep band <laughs> and a Togo or a Toga, mm-hmm. pardon me, I can't read <laughs> the Toga clad K nine crew. EHS took care of business, beating rival Sela in a three-game sweep. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's a that's a big win yeah, for Ellensburg. Um, huge win for Ellensburg. Two big volleyball schools going at it. You know, a sweep like that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Let's pull up the RPI on that really mm-hmm. quick, if you don't mind, Mr. Sorensen. Uh, the 2A. So let me pull up Ellensburg, because I know Ellensburg – 
for a while was yeah they they've gone up to uh, number six in the state. That's pretty dang good. Oh yeah. Uh, Sela fell to well not number six. Where are they at? Sela is twelfth. Um, so you know top twelve matchup. Great season by the Bulldogs. Yep. So um, Ellensburg, um, Ellensburg volleyball after knocking off Sela there. They're away uh, against Efreda mm-hmm. tonight as we speak. Um, and then uh, this, they don't have anything this weekend, so they get a nice weekend off, and then they host Othello on the 10th. So mm-hmm. it's gonna if be you awesome. miss the Sela game, go to Othello. That's right. Yeah. Just, just as good. Absolutely. Well. Do we do we flirt around with uh, with a name that needs no introduction? Yeah. You 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 take you tell them who we got the interview. Today. So we 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 took the show on the road. We did. We were on. We are in Evergreen Home Loan Studios, but we got to go down to the mighty brand new Nicholson Arena Pavilion, whatever we're calling it these days. Yep. And got to sit down with a cool cat, Mario Endaya, head volleyball coach of Central Washington University, and breaking Best hair in the business, hundred percent, just great flow. I'm, I'm yeah. almost getting close to matching him. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, it, it's such a, it was, we've had him on before, but it was so nice. That we finally got to actually sit down in person. We were sitting in the hospitality room, yep. which if you join the Wildcat club, when they do basketball games there, you can walk into the hospitality room and there's mm-hmm. plenty of beverages and snacks. And we got to tour a little bit and breaking news from the pot, hearing it from the podcast first. They are actually playing. They're playing Northwest Nazarene this Saturday at 1 p.m. in Nicholson Pavilion. We got to go in there and see the pavilion, and holy cow, that looked awesome. You know what? It. I was telling uh, Dennis Francois, athletic director, who just happened to be there when was, we were just walking around. Standing underneath the hoop. Wow, the athletic director actually being in athletic facilities. That's right. Who, who, who would have thunk it? Right? Weird. But we were just talking, you know, um, shooting the breeze, and, and I just – you feel like you're in a bowl. You got you got people mm-hmm. on top of you from both sides now. Um, you know, you got the video boards. You got the catwalk. You can do a 360 walk around it. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, um, coach says he wants, you know, you know, he wants fans there, but he's just more, you know, 100% focused on what's on the court. But we need to pack that place. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine a Western game with that thing completely full, both sides? I think you're, you're looking at about 3,500 mm-hmm. people now that uh, both sides yeah. are – I mean, and that's a lot of people. And if it's you're a, listening right now, knowing like you've been there before, imagine the ones the student section side where there's the upper deck. Yep, that's on two sides now. Yeah, there'll yeah. be it's all select seating and not select. It's all personal seating up on the on the alumni side is what mm-hmm. I've always called it in the past. But not to mention you got the bleachers on the end still, and you have the catwalk up around the top. The people can be standing up there doing whatever they're doing. Yep, and uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I know that it's a. Uh, it's pretty enticing to renew my season tickets and get to some hoops games this winter and support the Wildcat basketball yep. teams. Cause, and it was pretty cool because we were walking down the hallway and we ran into Coach Renta and Coach yeah. Church. Yeah. And, uh, and Coach Randy as well from for the women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mario was a heck of a host. So he yeah. got us in front of the AD. He got us in front of the winter coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's a hell of a coach. Let's Absolutely. be honest with you. So Central, they're four and two in the conference. They're ten and four on the season. They're ranked 18th in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, taking on Northwest Nazarene, which is seven seven uh, overall, three and three in the GNAC. And I think that just kind of goes to show you how good the GNAC is. So mm-hmm. Seattle Pacific right now is undefeated. They they knocked off 
Central, was it last week, two weeks ago? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Seattle Pacific was, uh, I believe, preseason number two Mm -hmm. uh, in the GNAC. And and, uh, I I, I would be shocked if, um, definitely expect, and I can say this because I'm on coach, but I definitely expect to see two, if not three teams from the GNAC in the national uh, bracket Mm -hmm. and uh, just the quality of play. And, And coach talks about, the quality of the caliber of athletes that they um, they are getting interested in getting commitments from. Yeah. And uh, so I don't want to steal his thunder, but he had a lot of good things to say about uh, the pavilion or the arena. We're not quite sure what we're calling it. He mm-hmm. just called it the PAV. And, and, uh, but if you got to go to support your Wildcats. 100%. But also just take just walk around there. Oh, it's going to be pretty amazing. Place. The yeah. academic side of things is going to be awesome. The weight room is amazing. Yeah. It's doubled in size, if not tripled. And it's going to be, it's a cool game day experience. And you know what? There ain't a lot going on in this valley in the wintertime. Yeah. Other than go support your local high schools and your local college. Because yep. it's some GNAC. And, and I, I was pretty fired up about, he talked about the schedule this year and how, I mean, it's the juggernaut of the schedule. And I've always thought that's how you get better as a program. And this program's pretty darn good. Right. And they're just that much more relevant exactly. in the national scene. So Exactly. We will... Go to Coach Mario. We'll come back, wrap it up with a little Central Football Talk. And it's a big day on campus. You got three, all three teams playing, I believe. Soccer, volleyball, and football. Not sure about soccer, maybe. Well, there's I mean, a lot to do. Gonna, you're going to be watching soccer. I'll right? be watching soccer out at the KBJSA. old West Ellensburg. That's yeah. right. And, uh, but, no, Coach Mario, you're going to love this interview. I will put my stamp of guarantee on it. And John and I will be back. Sammy's going to hop back on the mic with us for the interview. And then John and I will be back to close this thing out. We're back with a head volleyball coach at Central Washington University, Mario Andaya. Welcome. To, well, not welcome. We're welcome. We're here in your neck of the woods at, what's this place called? Oh, it's, I think the PAV still. It's the still this is the PAV? Yeah. I want to call it Purser. No, I, I think they're, I think they're no, that's changing what I, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I want to call it, but I don't know what to call Let's it. Let's just agree on Mario's house. Oh, yeah. Mario's <laughs> house. <laughs> the house that Mario built? Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. we are yeah. on campus uh at the PAV, the newly renovated PAV, that you get to play in this weekend, right? Yeah. You get to unveil it. We do, yeah. We'll be the first event um, with fans. It's going to be awesome. I just want to tell you, I don't mean to put any type of bad juju on this weekend, <laughs> but we unveiled this football stadium, and it was not a good oh, yeah. result. Okay? Yeah. So we don't need this to be a trend. I, well, no not. pressure, but we don't want this to be a trend. Eh. <laughs> I'm not into that superstitious stuff. Neither am I. Play. Neither am I. Yeah. I just, I don't want it to start hanging over anybody's <laughs> head. I want it to be done and over with. So let's handle it. All right, man. <laughs> I'm but with th- you. That brings up something, though. I mean, you've been, ho- you know, you have home matches and everything like that, but, and, and not saying that, I mean, we still have construction material right outside this office here, coach, and stuff like that. So there's still plenty to be built and everything, but is it nice to be back in, your original home. It is. I mean, we, we, we've been practicing in the Cirque and we've actually went out to Kittitas to practice and, um, but, and they've been gracious hosts, but there's nothing like suiting up, even if it's locker room for practice and, and walking out to your own gym space or going out my office and knowing that I don't have to travel and just be uh, in that comforts of, of home. And, so, I mean, it's a little bit new. I mean, you guys walked around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that are like, wow, this is this is a lot different. So we've been in there for a few days and walked around. So we're trying to get acclimated a little bit. But 
when it's all said and done, we know we're at home. We know we have our fans, and we know we're, you know, we're playing for something. And so, yeah, we're excited. I will say, I haven't told the story to Mario, I don't think. When they were practicing at Kittitas one time, and I was upstairs, I had to do some jersey organizing. I had my daughter with me, and she looked over the edge, and one of your girls just went and just smacked the ball. And Ellie goes, ooh, <laughs> Dad, can I do that someday? I was like, yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah, so I can't, I'm, and that's one thing. I'm, I can't echo enough how fired I'm up I am to bring her here to watch you guys play this next couple of weeks, and, and it's going to be a pretty exciting time. Yeah. No, the – I mean, it's not me. It's just the players that we bring in, the, the brand of volleyball and the excitement and the dynamic, the athleticism out there and how dynamic they are. It's it's just a fun sport to watch. Yeah. It really is, and it, it's cool to see that your daughter saw some explosiveness or something exciting because um, that's that's what really the game is. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a heck of a year so far. You know, there's a lot to go, but just talk us through the season so far and your trip down to California and then coming back here, and, and now you're in the thick of it in GNAC play. Yeah, no, we, we scheduled hard. We knew we were going to have a pretty good squad coming back, at least experience-wise. And the the tricky thing about, like, COVID players, I'll, I'll just call them because they have a, another year that they could actually come back after graduating or playing for four years, is whether or not they're still going to be in it, you know, mentally. Right. Or are they just be ready to done and, like, I got to finish it out and so forth. But this group has put in a lot of work, and some of them had decided, hey, I don't know if I'm going to come back, and then they decided later on in the spring, which we left that door open for them, that, hey, you know what, I do want to come back. It's 100% I want to do it. They've bought in. And so we knew the schedule. We wanted to it, it to be difficult just because we knew that we would probably be one of the favorites. And so I don't want – I want to go after something. I don't want to be a target. And, and we knew the conference race was going to be tough no matter what, but – just to start off in, in California and playing four nationally ranked teams and going to Minnesota, doing the same thing, I thought that set a tone for us to be like, hey, look, we're chasing something. We're not the ones being chased, you guys. This has always been the, what we do here, and we want to go for something. We have aspirations. You know, let's not the, let the burdens of expectations weigh us down. Let's just keep going and see what happens. I'm going to interrupt Coach right there because he says, you know, I don't think you downplayed the schedule, but let me <laughs> upplay it a little bit. So you opened by beating Eastern in an exhibition, yeah. but in Cheney. Then they played number three, number 19, number nine, number 18 in a row Continue. over a weekend. Yeah. Then go to, where was it? Duluth. Minnesota or Michigan? Yeah, Duluth, yeah. Yeah. They played number seven, Duluth, number five, St. <laughs> Cloud. So he says it so nonchalantly. This and has, then to, be, they, this has they, to be by far your strongest pre-conference schedule. I think so. Since that, that yeah, I mean the amount of ranked and then teams the first and, conference game they take Western to the woodshed. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing feels better. You know, no. I, I just, I just, I just you keep your mouth shut. I'll do, we'll talk right here. Yeah. Nothing feels better. Yeah. Wow, nothing feels better. I just I think I just hired myself as Mario's hype man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to say anything. I got excited. I'm like, wow, we just did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was. Uh, it's it's been awesome and watching you guys. I, I always. My team, I always try to relate things as a coach now, so you respect. I, can, I, I feel like I'm on your level much. with my soccer team. But our first couple of games, even when I know we're going to be good, I'm always like, oh, man. we got." Was it like that your first couple of games where there are a few things? Because you guys played tight. You played really tight in those games. Did you walk away feeling like, okay, we're playing? Or was, did you walk away with like, 
we're playing, but there's a couple, there's a few things we need to tighten up here. Yeah, and, and that's what preseason for, and, it's, and, and we're still going through that. Right. So we, we got to see some things, and things are pretty fluid in this game sometimes because um, there's game planning and there's just physicality that you have to adjust to. And But when we're, we're watching, let's say, Metro State, and they're very good, and um, we're like, man, we got a lot of work to do. You know, if we can pull this one out, that'd be great. And, and we didn't. But I wasn't discouraged because I saw so many good things, but I also saw that, hey, look, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're not the number three team in the country or whatever it was. And then the next match against Bernardino, we made some adjustments, and we felt good about that, and we pushed them to the brink. And they were like, hey, I think we got something mm-hmm. going here. You guys feel this? And they're like, yeah, the rhythm looks good. We weren't discouraged. And we came back and won seven in a row, which was like, that's great. But then you go, it's the same thing. Then you, you hit – um, after we beat Western Washington our seventh in a row and you go to play Simon Fraser, it's a different different beast, right? So right. they're very big, something that we haven't – and they, they brought a different style and um, and they took it to us. And so we had to adjust, and we're still adjusting because conference play is a totally different deal because all these teams now know who our players are. Right. They know how to attack There's them. film out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so even those preseason tournaments were like, okay – you know, we're crashing this party. Right. That's right, what we right, totally right, were right. like, hey, all these Nashy right teams right. here, let's crash this party. And, just, <laughs> and they're like, and they kind of knew who we were, so they're right. like, they didn't take us lightly. But in conference now, um, there's so many good coaches and that, yeah, they know how to game plan against us, and, and we're, we do the same with them. And so we, know, we knew it was going to be a grind, but everything, there's always things that we have to tweak. There's always things that we have to tighten up and, and even change. Mm-hmm. Does, does Simon Fraser do they recruit a completely different type of player? You said they were big, like a tall. I mean, when I think big, I'm thinking 330-pound lineman, but that's not what Simon <laughs> well, Fraser What, what I, do you I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so we don't get to see the type of athletes that they get, get to recruit. And so they get a little more of the – and there's an international type of style, right? And so that's kind of the ball that they play up there, and they're the only – um, NCAA institution up there so they're playing a lot of the stuff that they do up there is more international based and so they run different systems they're bringing people in and out that we're not used to and there's more size involved so um, Gina the coach over there she she grabbed or she, she was able to recruit a lot of longer and more physical kids you know and so when you know when we're facing teams there's some rotations I don't know if you know much about volleyball, but when you rotate, sometimes you feel you see some height advantages that you can take it, you know, size up with or a match up with or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And they were just like big across the board. <laughs> like, yeah. Where okay. do I where do I find the matchup? You're right. Yeah. So. What about take us through the uh, the Seattle Pacific mm-hmm. match? What was that like? I see the, you know, stats and everything like that. But and I know that we were ranked or highly regarded in the GNAC, but I think SPU was right up there with yeah. us. Yeah, no, and, and that's a team we haven't beaten. They they swept us both times last year, so to think that we were going to be the favorite, and they, they're the same thing. They have all of their kids back, and a lot of those um, seniors back. And so to think that we were going in as a favorite, I didn't think so. I mean, n- we wanted to beat them, and I thought we had a, our shot to do so. Um, but we haven't beaten them in three in a row. So they had our number. They did again. And we had um, – they went to – and every match last year was five sets. 
and um, extra points in the fifth. And it, and it was this way, the same um, the last time we played them. So, but they're good. They're very good. And, you know, they're, they're leading the conference right now. We're right behind them. And we hope that we, we'll get another shot at them for sure. But those are, we're two strong teams in their region right now. So, but that was a good match. Even statistically, we beat them in just about every category. So it's one of those anomalies where you're like, how did you lose that one? Right. But it was just, uh, you know, just a dog fight back and forth and both Jason and I afterwards like man another <laughs> another classic I mean that was it was just a great match can we look around the GNAC as well were you, were you surprised um, I mean you got to focus on yourself and you can control what you can control which is your team but do you look up at Bellingham and see they started 0-9 but of course I think they've won four straight now mm-hmm. does that surprise you I mean they they scheduled pretty decent as well mm-hmm um, do you pay much attention to that? Oh, for sure. No, we, I, I know what they're doing up there, and we knew they were going to be good. They started out, like you said, I think it was 0-9, and, but they went to the same tournament that we did the first time, and then they went to a, the Premier in, in Denver, which is also nationally ranked teams. And so, um, and she just had a young squad. She had the same type of situation that we have now yeah. last year. Yeah. And so they had some five, five, even six-year kids on that team that decided to stay together and make a run um and so and then she, but she knew she was going to be rebuilding but like you said they knocked off four straight and they play Seattle Pacific tonight and so kind of rooting for it <laughs> I won't say out loud but um, you're rooting for the yeah, game we you're, need, you're rooting for the Wildcats I remember you, you've had run. years like we had years like that where we come out of that, that preseason play where we're like even in even in these in these years where where you've gone to the conference tournament so many years in a row where we come out. I, I remember going in the GNAC play like this, this might be, we might be done. <laughs> we might, yeah. we, you know, just because mm-hmm. you played such a tough schedule and it didn't go, you didn't, you didn't pick up as many wins as you want, but then GNAC's a tough place, man. Yeah. And, and if you're working through some things and you get it figured out there, you can still make some noise in conference and, and get yeah. yourself in a good spot. Yeah. And, and the way we scheduled, and you know that from being here is that we would go out, out of out of region and play really good teams. So even if we went over, we knew it was going to, it was going to be okay as long as we can win our region matches. Mm-hmm. And then our strength of schedule helps us in our, in the rankings. And so right now I think we're in the number three overall in the country in strength of schedule. We were, I think number two, but then as you know, we play opponents, those things, you're going to stay ship. in the top 10. For sh- no, for sure. Yeah. And, and so those rankings will help us. And so I don't mind that. You know, I'm in a point in uh, my career and also for this program, we want to be able to do something. And you know, if we do, great. I mean, it's it's going to be an awesome deal. And if we mm-hmm. don't, no big deal. We went for it. I'm not in to get, you know, play an average schedule and just be above average and get 20 wins. I, I want to be able to, to do something for this program. And um, and we ask those type of players to come in here and say, hey, let's go chase something. Yeah. And let's see what happens. It's It's happening. You mentioned something, uh, you know, I think you called them COVID kids or, you know, uh, ladies can now play five, six years or mm-hmm. whatever just because of just the last three years. Are we kind of getting out of that and recruiting is going a little bit back to where it used to be or is COVID still affecting recruiting because you ladies have another year or how does that affect recruiting or is it still affecting recruiting? It's, it's starting to... It's starting to um, level out now. 
but this last two years have been very strange. And then with the transfer portal too, those things, it's it's thrown a different type of recruiting like strategy into it. And so when you have a lot of D1 schools now that couldn't take a lot of these kids because they were having fifth years stay and couldn't offer the last couple of classes scholarships, you know, it, it, it left some doors open and we, you know, we were able to maybe get some of those kids, but now they're also thinking transfer portal. Okay. We want to save some scholarships for transfers now. And so the level of, I don't know how that's going to play out. I, I believe that we're going to have access to some, maybe some better kids um, or at least that the kids that want to play division one, we have really good kids, but that want to play division one. Um, but that stuff, the COVID part is leveling out, but we're also facing those things and saying, Hey, we gotta, we might be able to chase some, maybe some higher level athletes. So, but on our current roster, we're still facing that. And in fact, I had a meeting with an athlete who is deciding if she wants to come back next year. So she's wanting maybe to declare this her senior year and have senior night, which I totally respect because she could be done uh, or she could play another year. And um, so those are things that we're still hashing out. But I think that stuff's probably after next year is going to be pretty leveled out. Right. But then, of course, transfer portal and stuff like that. Every time you get it figured out, then NCAA comes in with, okay, now this is good. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's not just the, those high tier like football or uh, basketballs, but even some of the sports, volleyball, and Olympic sports or softball, baseball. We're starting to hit that stuff even at our level, right? Well, you're about to head up to Alaska, and I'm sure Coach Renta's was jealous because you're not going to freeze like they normally do, I'm oh, assuming. Man, yeah, <laughs> would not so, want to go up there at that time. Uh, yeah, I remember a basketball game ending, and it was like negative 30. <laughs> Anyways, but talk to us about that trip up there, and, and is Coach Spar already give you his best restaurant recommendations when you get to Fairbanks? Oh, man. Yeah, no, he, I know a lot of them already, but he knows the discounts, obviously. <laughs> so, Guaranteed. Um, but he reached out um, a few weeks ago when we were in Minnesota, and he He's got it in the books when we're going to be up there, so he'll be up there at the same time. But that's <laughs> going to be a good trip, um, a good time of year, obviously. And um, we'll bring some newcomers up there so they'll get their first shot at, you know, Alaska. And um, But the competition is just – the GNAC is just so – it's just different when you go up. You have to travel like that. And then you face athletes that are um, comfortable in their, own, in their own gyms and in tough environments, so – I mean, but we know what it's like, but the newcomers are going to have to understand how, how to travel and how to be, um, you know, prepared and not just take it for granted that we maybe get to fly or hang out in a hotel because sometimes when you hang out at a hotel all day, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. And, and that's where we have to know how to travel and do it right. But that's going to be a good one. And yeah, that'll end the first half of the season. So we got to make sure we're ready. Do you fly in between the two cities then too? So mm -hmm. fly up. So is there an easier city to start with than end with, or does that is that too? Am I reaching there? No, I mean sometimes you can get a red eye out sometimes, and I'd like to do that just to get the the athletes back in their own beds on Sundays and stuff. Um, but sometimes um, we like to go where. I don't want to say who's stronger or not, but it's nice to play that 
the one who's got it going a little yeah. bit first. And then, um, so you're not hanging out and getting worn out over, right. the, over the trip. So, but this year they're both, they're both solid teams. So we're going to Anchorage first this time, and then we'll go up to Fairbanks afterwards. So I don't mind that trip, and I think we can take a red eye out of Fairbanks. So but we'll get to see Spar at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever happens, he'll pick me up. <laughs> so what, what's your guys' we'll, – we'll talk before we let you go. We got the big game this Saturday against NNU, right, Travel Partner <laughs> Week. And uh, what, what are you guys expecting? Are you expecting, uh, like, it to be something that's, like, hits a little bit different, having that be that first game? Or is it really just you kind of taking this another game or – I hope it's just another game, mm-hmm. but I also hope there's some excitement because when we were talking this as a coaching staff, we want our girls to under, to to go with each match so that they're excited to play. Right. You know, and it, it's not just another conference match. Oh, we have another match, and um, we get to go to the football game afterwards. And and it's a day game, so it's it's going to be different. You know, and so we've never obviously haven't played in this facility yet, and then it's also a day game, and so. We just don't know what the environment's going to be like. And so we're just relying and falling back on the excitement of just playing a really good opponent. And we've done well when we had that type of mentality. Awesome. Well, if I was here, there'd be spotlights. Lights would go dark. (laughs) You'd get your own. They were testing the (laughs) lights. There'd be music. Yeah, they were testing the lights to see if they could do those intros. They have to. But the... Because it's a day game, there's no. You oh, can still see it. The, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't get yeah. dark in there. Man, yeah. football, huh? It's because of football, <laughs> huh? We we'll get bounced around. <laughs> but dang it, that's okay. At least we're here to watch those guys. And, that's right. And mm-hmm. hopefully they can peek in when they're getting ready for their game. Yeah, that'd so. be perfect. Well, awesome. Well, coach, we really wait, appreciate wait, you having wait, us. Wait, wait, wait. Am I too fast? We let's just cut. We had to get. We had to set the record straight. Oh yeah. Oh, a, a month my ago. Bad. Oh, yeah. My bad. Coach Pika. <laughs> Said some fighting words of over golf. Yes. So I know we're talking volleyball, which is more important, but golf is important. Yes, yeah. it's I close. apologize. What was <laughs> what did Pika say? Or Fisk said he would pick Pika over Mario. Oh, he, he said, did say what? that. He said if you had to pick a ringer, it's Pika okay. over Mario. And I believe Pika's comment when I asked who's got the better golf shot, Pika's was hands down, it's me. <laughs> so would you like to respond? You have an open coach? mic mm. to let well, coach. And we'll settle this with both of you on the mic. I really wanted to ask. I can't believe I was going to let let him go without that. I totally forgot. Peek's got a nice golf swing, but just ask him what happened last time we went out. (laughs) Okay, wait. Mark the date. So yeah, (laughs) October fifth. Okay, shots fired. No, he's when he's unassumed when he looks like kind of like few first few swings and like all right we got him yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's par 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 i'm like oh no he's going on a run and uh and then he's trying to get in your head too yeah. you know and so but i think over the last probably year or so i probably have his number yeah i think so and he's probably that quiet trash talk that's like hey you know He's just kind of like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Or he'll just after his, you know, he won't wait for you. He'll just walk off. Yeah, okay, I got a hit. He's <laughs> like, oh, go ahead. And, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Those little mind games. Oh yeah. Or he's like, hey, you're you're scoring really well right now. Yeah, Your score is nice. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. yeah. 
He's a silent trash talker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I think that only means one thing. When football and volleyball is over, we're going to get both of you on the mic together here yeah. for this settle this oh, debate. God. I don't know if you want that, but <laughs> uh, I think that'd be audio gold. We <laughs> <laughs> have to do it on the course. Now That's we're right. talking. There we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I could go this time, right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks for having us here, Mario. We appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. love it, guys. And thanks. look forward to Saturday night watching the Wildcats cool. play. I wanted to say win, but I don't want to put pressure on you. Hey, we're going to go play hard. See I always root for you to win, right. though. I always expect us to win. Dang right. Even when we're underdogs. And I get pissed when we lose. <laughs> I get pissed. <laughs> you do. I do. Oh, I know, but I get pissed. Yeah. Not at you, though. Just pissed. Oh, I'm glad I'm a you fan. care. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. The wildcat through and through. Everybody bleeds crimson. That's right. 100%. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, John, what a great interview. That was fun. Can I say something that he mentioned? Yeah. <clears throat> he said he wants to schedule aggressively because mm-hmm. that prepares his team. And he goes, I don't I don't want to schedule just get 20 wins. Yeah. That looks good on the stat sheet. That might get you you know, coach of the year nods or whatever like that. But if you're battle tested and you're not going to come out unscathed, Mm -hmm. it's an SAT word for you. That's right. Hopefully I'm saying it right. Yeah. Uh, So it just, he's, he schedules in terms of what's going to make us better in October, November, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I just, my hat's off to him because that, that just shows that. And we talked about it in the interview, like he's played, I think seven or eight, ranked teams mm-hmm. and i think six of them were in the first two weeks right and uh just a great great mm-hmm. coach great team go out and see him get out there and you know we do got a youtube channel i think the grudge match between him and pika maybe we got a two-hole playoff between the two <laughs> and we'll see what we can maybe we'll get cold weekend of bernie's back here to help film that that's right and cole because we'll i'm sure he's a loyal listener darn just right like, uh, just like luke olson that's right 100 so, percent. uh you know um, I felt bad because, you know, Sammy's trying to wrap it up. Right. And uh, then I was like, no, I mean, Pika and Fisk, you know, there were some shots yeah. fired yeah. in August when we talked oh, to yeah. him. So, um, and Mario didn't seem phased by it. No. Didn't no, He's accepting the challenge. Proud of you, coach. Proud Absolutely. You. Yeah. Um, let's keep it on. Let's keep it with Central, though. Let's talk about Central football. Absolutely. I'm fired up for this night, Saturday night. It's a, it's a good one. You know, Central took uh, Central took Western New Mexico to the woodshed, mm-hmm. beat them fifty-five to seventeen. Uh, I mean, that was a nail biter right until the uh, opening kickoff, right. I believe. And so, um, actually, I think Western New Mexico they were tied ten ten, and then Central decided um, let's step our put the go hundred miles an hour really quick and. Uh, I think Eastern New Mexico. I think they're going to keep it closer. They they uh, they were pretty competitive with Angelo State, uh, who we all know that we we beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angelo State is is a pretty good team. But looking at the LSC, the Lone Star Conference, I think uh, obviously with us beating Angelo State a couple of weeks ago, that knocked them from their perch. So that I think the LSC title right now goes to us. But mm-hmm. a big matchup, and I know this is going to make you smile. Is is Texas A&M Kingville. Who are they playing this weekend? Country, uh, Permian Basin. No, they already beat Permian Basin. Already beat Kingsville. Permian Basin's beaten. Is playing Midwestern State. My mistake. My mistake. Sorry, I was just actually literally pulling up the schedule as we were speaking oh, because well, of geez, my sleeper pick. Up. 
my sleeper pick. For second in the league. That's right. Central. They were playing at Ratliff Stadium when they beat Ken- Kingsville 29-17. to Okay. Why are people in Ellensburg going to be knowing so much about UT Permian Basin? Because this idiot right here in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. But really, I mean, yeah, it's... Well, this thing will be set up here in the next three weeks because on the October 21st, when we are hosting for homecoming, we're also in West Texas. They will be playing Angelo State that day. Permian Basin will mm-hmm. be. Which will, in my opinion, will set up the league pretty much, right? I think so. I think we're shaping up because that's our last game of the season, if I'm, mm-hmm. November if I'm not mistaken. The regular season. Correct. I don't believe our season will be ending. But yeah, so, uh, but we got to get by Eastern New Mexico, the Greyhounds, if mm-hmm. you will. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully we get a dub. I think we will. Yeah, I think so. This is this is playing out to be pretty fun. And, you know, this was one thing we talked about when we did join the Lone Star is how, you know, with, with the GNAC, it was between us and Western Oregon. Or when, when Humboldt was there and there was only a couple teams, mm-hmm. there's actual things moving. And it's, it's not just going to be between two teams all the time. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice. And you bring up Western Oregon. Western Oregon just knocked off West Texas last weekend. Right. Um, they're a thorn in their side. So it seems like Western Oregon's always going to be that six and five team. Yeah, never going to go to the playoffs. No disrespect to they're going to be the that fifty four percent team. Oh, don't even say it. <laughs> don't even say it. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to we're going to speak to that here in a second. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they they knocked off West Texas. Western Oregon always knocks off somebody yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. Last year, unfortunately, was us. Right. So. 100%. I like that LSC conference. Mm-hmm. It's a great, it's fun. It's a great conference. But you brought it up. You brought up just mm-hmm. what does fifty four percent mean, country? What does that well, mean? Well, for you Mariner fans out there that are screaming at the the Twitter and all that kind of stuff, when when Jerry Depoto said they're aiming to win fifty four fifty four percent of the games for the season, and he's backpedaled pretty quick today on the Brock and Sock show, but. I don't know. It doesn't bring a lot of hope. I know there was an ex-big leaguer that I know that made a comment that the Mariners will not be relevant until they get a new ownership and front office. So we'll be in, maybe, and maybe I'm not necessarily Jerry DePoto wasn't in the shoe when they got, or in the spot when they said that, but like ownership, man, I don't know. And I just, there's a lot to be questioned about the Seattle Mariners right now and where they're at. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. They picked the wrong time to have a slump. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah, 100%. When they seemed unbeatable in August. Well, and the fr- frustrating part is we went three and four against Texas in the last series of the, of yeah. the week of the season. And if you had told me that early, I would have said we're in the playoffs. Yeah. I guess my personal opinion is if they would have done their job in the offseason last year, we would have won 10 to 15 more games in the first half of the season. And we would have been a comp or. We've been resting right now, getting ready for our playoff games to start tomorrow on Friday. You say 10 to 15. Honestly, we needed three. That's all we needed. Three. And that would have 100% happened. That honestly would have happened if we just still, if we would have kept uh, our closer, oh, Paul Seawald. We would have been in the playoffs. Still relevant. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's my, uh, you talk about your sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. Um, my sleeper pick, I would love, it would be a ratings nightmare. But I would love to see the Diamondbacks of the NL, of the National League, taking on the Twins or Orioles. And I'm going to say the Twins are even a smaller market team. Yeah. I'd like to see the Diamondbacks and the Twins be in the World Series mm-hmm. just to stick it to all those money-hungry, mm-hmm. power-broker kind of people. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'd be fine with the Orioles yeah, because they have been irrelevant for long so, time. so long. Mm-hmm. But if you would have told me, 
you know, let's look at the Mariners. 88 wins this year, mm-hmm. 90 wins last year, 90 wins two years ago, and we got one playoff spot to show for it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. Get off your wallet. See who we can sign. That's a good way to leave it. Get off your wallet, Mariners. Yeah. Open well, up the wallet. That darn right. Thank you to John. Thank you to Sammy. And a big thank you to Coach Mario. Thanks, Coach. We got some big news coming up next week. Uh, we are in negotiations, and I'm going to leave it at that. It'll be awesome. Can't yep. wait. Check us out on the radio in the mornings with the sports updates. New ones coming every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we'll be back next week for another episode, I think. Yes, we will. It's been pretty fun. So thank you to the Evergreen Home Loan Studios to make this happen. It's a whole lot easier. Till next time, yay sports. <laughs> I guess that's the way we're ending this thing now, John. <laughs>